Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Mother on Movies. Mom, my name is Carl. My name is Holly. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of it. Uh, we just wanted to say thank you guys for listening to us. Thank you for supporting us. We're going through this real quick because we're going to do part two now of Desperately Seeking Susan. We hope you are enjoying it as much as I am. Uh, once again, friendly reminder, guys, reach out to us if you like. Is any I- movie ideas we will be willing to do, please feel free to let us know at mother underscore movies on Twitter and also mother on movies at yahoo.com. All righty. Part two. Desperately Seeking Susan. Holly. Go. <laughs> okay. So the, our last scene was that Des and Roberta get into a cab. They just got thrown out of the coffee shop. That's correct. So at the Magic Club, Susan's friend, Crystal, yes, is having an argument with the manager of the club about her wearing glasses. Susan's sitting on the old couch outside waiting. Her friend, Crystal, gets fired and walks out. She almost walks under a ladder of the worker fixing the neon sign. And Susan says, don't, no, don't walk under the ladder. And Crystal's so upset about her luck. And she says, maybe she just should have slept with him, meaning the manager. (laughs) First of all, has anyone noticed that Crystal's actually the ugly friend? Go on, continue. Susan, smoking a cigarette, could care less and bemoans the fact that some witch steals her clothes. Her mob boyfriend gets pushed out of a window. And now her friend Crystal gets fired from her job. Pause. (laughs) Yeah. Mob boyfriend. Yeah. Boyfriend. So who does Des think? No, not Des. Not Des. Jim. Uh, Jim. Who does Jim think he is, according to Susan? Where does his pecking order Well, he is? hopes he's on the top. Right. Crystal says, no offense. Bad luck seems to be following you around, Susan. Susan suggests since they're both free, they should go to the movies. A double feature. Crystal says she'll pay. feature. <laughs> Crystal says she will pay for the movie if Susan pays for the popcorn. And Susan says, "How much is the popcorn? Two fifty. They walk off giggling. Immediately after, a "Help Wanted" sign goes up at the Magic Club. Now the next scene is Roberta and Des pull up to the Magic Club in the cab. She apologizes again and asks if he's angry. He says he's not angry. She says he's a real pal and that she'll tell Jim. She gets out of the cab to go into the magic club and see the help wanted sign. Des tells the cab driver to take him to the Bleecker Street Cinema. Ah. That's where he works. Yes. Inside the magic club, the discussion among the owner, manager, magician is where are they going to go get another girl to help with the magic act? In walks Roberta. They ask her if she's looking for a job. And she says, yes, I, I think, I think I'm looking, looking for, for a, a job. job. <laughs> and they laugh. And she says, yes, I'm looking for a job. So the next scene, Gary is eating alone in his kitchen. When Daisy, the housekeeper, asks mm. if he's okay and hopes he gets good news about Mrs. Glass, which is Roberta. He replies he's okay, but notice a shopping bag Daisy has over her arm with items in it. He asks, Where, where'd you get that bag? She said, Mrs. Glass gave it to her, and sorry, he's not getting the bag. It's a nice bag. So what it is, is it's actually the consignment store bag. Yes, the consignment store bag, yes. So the next scene, Gary's in the Mustang convertible. (laughs) Vanity plate, tub and spa. Parking in a bad neighborhood in New York. 
Three men are loitering on the sidewalk with a boombox, blasting out a rap song. <laughs> after Gary <laughs> parked, yeah. <laughs> after Gary parked, the men lean on the car, eating Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> it's the little things, Carl. <laughs> Details. Gary says, "Hey guys, can you have your picnic somewhere else?" Right. They move slightly and return to leaning on the car. <laughs> right back, on Gary turns <laughs> and then asks them to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just be careful. <laughs> the shop Gary enters is the consignment store where Roberta bought the jacket. Gary's asking the store clerk if he remembers Roberta or the jacket. The clerk doesn't want to get involved, but gives Gary the slip of paper Susan left with her contact. Ah, that's right. That's right. Maybe she can help the you. She thickens. was coming to look for it too. Now the next scene. As you see, toes with cotton spacing each toe as someone's painting nail polish on them in a s on a small table. The phone's ringing, and Crystal, Susan's friend, is yelling for her to answer the phone. Susan! Susan, answer the phone, right? And she's got her Walkman on. Of course, Susan doesn't answer, so Crystal walks carefully over the pizza box on the floor and the pink and gray industrial tile to answer the pink phone which has shells glued all over it, by the way. It's an 80s thing. Susan has headphones on with music blasting, laying on the couch, looking at a map. Crystal hands her the phone and says, another one of your secret admirers. Mm. The conversation is one-sided, and Susan finds out it's Gary Glass. She says, so you're the witch's husband. <laughs> so where's my stuff? So after more conversation by Gary, Susan tells Gary to meet her at 10.30 p.m. at 30 West 31st Street. She'll be waiting on the third floor near the bar. So the next scene is a drum roll and a cymbal crash at the Magic Club. The host, Ray, slimy-looking, dark-haired guy, he has a black bow tie, red ruffled shirt, and a gold jacket, Nice. is welcoming the sparse crowd to the show. He tells an unfunny joke. He announces the magician act, and out comes Roberta dressed in the same outfit Crystal had on. Smoke bursts into her face, which she coughs and tries to wave away, and the magician does elementary magic tricks with doves, and Roberta looks scared and surprised each time. Roberta looks out into the audience, but all she sees is a dark, smoky room. The cocktail waitress brings a drink to the blonde-haired man ah, the assassin. who has been following Roberta. During the final magic trick, the blonde-haired man noticed Roberta was wearing one of the Egyptian earrings. The act ends with the bird flying into the audience. Backstage, the magician says Roberta's worse than the last one. Ray gives her $20 and tells her to come back the next night and to take the birds home and practice a lot. So the next scene is a busy nightclub. It's different, okay? It's a hipster yes. kind of club, right? Um. Uh, more of an androgynous. Is it? Yeah, I would probably, well, it's the 80s, so it's a whole different scene, but now we would call it more of an androgynous combination of Billy Idol meets Flock of Seagulls meets The Cure. Okay. With a variety of strange-looking people. Okay, that's what Once I again, put there. Billy Idol, <laughs> Flock of Seagulls meets The Cure. Yes. The music is playing Madonna's Get Into the Groove. Oh, yes. This is my favorite scene of the whole movie, by okay, the so way. Okay, so let's listen to this clip. Oh, 
glass, right? Yeah, how did you know? Wild guess. She split on you, huh? Yeah, two days ago. Look, has she ever split on you before? No, no, of course not. Is she into drugs? Drugs? Roberta? She's never smoked a joint in her whole life. She's probably the straightest person in Fort Lee. Driving at? You want something to drink? Um, no, thanks. I, I'm on this health program, you know. No, uh, no alcohol, no sugar. You want to dance? Okay, so now, the next scene, Roberta leaves the side of the magic club with the birds in their cage. It's a dark, trashy area. She passes by the front of the club, and a man's passed out by the front door. Now, this <laughs> is the area that you wanted right. to talk about with this yes. magic club. This whole, like, there's something beautiful. I, I know it sounds weird and stupid, but there's something beautiful about New York in it's in this time for some reason like when you watch the movie taxi driver and you look at old new york and you're just like ah you know for some weird reason i really miss this kind of new york new york city used to be like a character in a movie like it was part of the movie like in the godfather where you have the scenes godfather part two you had the scenes godfather part three you had the scenes even in the good fellas you know a lot of the the new york based movies in during those time or even earlier it plays a, like a role even when they did uh, uh the bronx is burning espn did it and they used a lot of old footage from new york back in the, in 1970 uh, i think it's 72 73 like all the period pieces new york was like its own little thing now you look at it it's so commercialized it's so like just it's lost his character for some weird I reason. I think maybe the character's coming back. Oh no, it's coming back. <laughs> no, it's definitely coming back. But you know, I mean, it's just it's kind of like you know when you see New York now, it's just like okay, it's just a big, huge metropolitan city. It's like me, you know. But when you look at the movies in the eighties, like even Crocodile Dundee. Oh, that's true. You yeah. know, it's just like you see New York and like oh yeah, like it's just there's something like a vibrant and lively about the New York in the eighties where. Then you go to the New York now, it's just like, meh. You know, it's like even Times Square looked different. Of course. You know, or even like, what was that movie um, that they, they did a lot of shooting the scenes in, in Times Square? It was uh, Rhinestone with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I and never totally saw it. Like, the, that, that's like, you know, you got that type of like, okay, you, 
you, there, you feel, you can see and feel the history of the scene just by staring at it. Now it's just, I mean, it's so cleaned up. You're just like, oh, it's kind of lost its its charm, if that's even the way. That's the way I look at it as. Is I just, I'm sorry, I love old New York. Go ahead, sorry. So now the blonde-haired man cracks open the front door and sneaks out looking at Roberta. He's following her, and she gets the feeling someone is following her and is getting scared. She starts running away and passes a lot of trash and a little trash fire in the street. <laughs> That's kind of weird, huh? No one's around. Right. So she finally loses him and sees a back door to a business and runs in. She finds a night watchman watching TV in what looks like the ut- utility area of the shop. She says someone's following her and can he see if he's still there? And the guard says, Enrique will see to it. Meanwhile, Enrique is checking her out because she has the jacket on and skimpy clothes underneath. Yes. He leaves and she sits down watching the Spanish TV program he was watching. Right. On comes a commercial which is for Gary's Oasis, only in Spanish. She hears a machine turn on and starts calling for the guard. She runs out of the business, back into the alley, then out into the street. She hurts her ankle, and as she is passing a dark spot, the blonde-haired man comes out and grabs her. She can't see his face, but she tells him she has money. He says he wants the earrings, and she says, what earrings? And he puts a revolver up to her head and says, all right, all right, avoid the fate of your late beloved boyfriend. Right. So he thinks that she is Susan. Yes, this is official now. He thinks he's got Susan. So sirens are coming towards them. He releases her. She falls on the ground unconscious. Yeah, this is the second time, huh? He grabs a plastic bag she had and runs away. The cops come up with a flashlight. Now, this is another thing I'm going to talk about after I tell you. Yeah. The cop comes up with a flashlight and asks her, is he your pimp? <laughs> yes, that's right. Roberta is still in a daze and, and does not answer his question. The cop says, okay, play it that way. You just have a little bump on your head. You'll survive it. And two cops manhandle her into the back of their squad car and hand her the birdcage. There's another woman in the car and asks her how she uses the, the birds. The yes. Uh, now, yes. my whole thing is... is here you find a woman. She's pretty much half unconscious. She's been attacked, and they have no compassion, and they are assuming that she's doing something. And I mean, nowadays they would have had her. You know, they would have had the EMTs there. They would have checked her out. They would have. They still could have <coughs> run her here, in, but I mean, they 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 manhandle here, her. Here we go again car. with. Okay. Let's rewind this a little bit. Let's play some reality here for just a moment. Okay, what year is this again? 1985. Okay, now we all know New York City is going through a change in 1985. Okay, where I think, believe this is the year that they became the crime capital of the world. Also, not to mention that the, the neighborhood that they are in, if I'm assuming it's a Broadway street, they're probably in... Either on the border of, uh, I want to say, Harlem. Because I'm assuming it's on the uh, upper uh, west side of Broadway. Because Broadway goes all the way from, all the way down to Wall Street, all the way up into the boroughs. Yeah. So it's probably in Harlem somewhere, or on the border of Harlem, somewhere in that borough. Okay? So 
It, I thought it was might be in Lower Manhattan. I don't think it's in Lower Manhattan. Well, I didn't. Well, I guess Bleecker Street is pretty far away from there because he had to run a taxi. He run a taxi stuff, and yeah. other stuff. Yeah. So, um, my only thing is, is well, if you can tell by the condition of the neighborhood and possibly the gentleman eating the chicken, it's probably in that area, either the Bronx or. Or po- you know, it probably is. Well, the I just Bronx, don't think. No, I. Th- you know, or wha- maybe Harlem. One well, of the two. I just know they had Battery Park, and that she did walk around there. Anyway, the but, bottom but, but line is. But the thing is, is but well, she's scantily cladly yes, dressed. Okay. Yes, okay. Um, this is the '80s, so it was a little different. Okay, I just yeah. know how I feel that our police are here in our town versus that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, once again, in the 80s, there was a lot of police corruption as well. So it was... Okay. We, we can go on a diatribe yeah, of, of this. We will not do that, no. The next scene is Susan and Gary. Because remember, they hooked up at the club when we heard the clip. Right. And he decided they had their chat, and, and Susan was telling him about what she was making up a story about Roberta. And right. This, you don't really know who she is and all this stuff. And he's Gary's freaking out oh now he cares well he's just he's kind of can't believe it so susan suggests let's go to your house so they go to gary's house right fort lee yes and so susan and gary are at his house and she's checking out the bedroom she sprays on some of roberta's perfume and she bounces on the bed and she starts going through the nightstand and finds roberta's undies and some self-help books how to be your own best friend. I'm okay, you're okay. <laughs> Dr. Ruth's Guide to Good Sex. And Gary says he didn't know Roberta read this stuff. And Susan says, between you and me, what do you really know about Roberta? Mm-hmm. And she gets up and compliments the wallpaper as Gary puts the stuff back neatly in the nightstand. Okay? And that is actually the theme for Gary. He has no idea what Roberta likes no clue. Does. Yeah, he does. She's invisible to him. So he follows Susan into the walk-in closet where she picks out a black lame jacket and puts it on. Gary says, shouldn't you ask Roberta before you start taking her clothes? Susan walks into the bathroom and weighs herself. Ask Gary, how much does Roberta weigh? He says 105, 110 pounds. She says very, very close, meaning her, her weight. She walks over to the bathtub. Nice tub. And he says, you like it? It's one of our most popular items. And goes right into sales mode. <laughs> you can install it in any bathroom, and it can increase the resale value of your house or condominium. She says, I didn't say I'd buy one. He said, nice tub. Yeah. yeah. He says, sorry. And so Susan says she could get used to a place like this, and did Gary have any pot? <laughs> and he replied, <laughs> He usually has some, but right now he's out, right? She, and this is a man who doesn't drink alcohol and doesn't eat fat, and he's on a special diet. You know, he's very health conscious. She grabs a marijuana cigarette out of her boot and asks for a match, okay? How convenient. Now, the next scene, Roberta is getting booked into jail with her real name, Roberta Glass, because when she saw that Spanish commercial for the Oasis, Gary's Oasis, it, it triggered her memory. Right. And then she knew who she really yep. was. Mm-hmm. 
it switches back to Gary and Susan laying on their backs with their heads together, <laughs> contemplating yeah. the universe. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> smoking the joint. <laughs> yeah. The camera pans out, and you can see the snack, food, and alcohol Everywhere, on the yeah. table. They're just chilling. And, <laughs> and Roberta, actually, so what happened is Roberta had a call that she could make from jail. So she's, she, she says, oh, okay, I have one call. So she, who does she call? Her husband. Yes, she calls her husband. Yeah. And, okay, Susan answers the phone. Glass, glass house or something like right. that. Roberta says, uh-oh, what, what's going on here, right? Right. So she's kind of quiet, and she can hear Gary in the background saying kind of stupid stuff. He's going off on a tangent, yeah. Yeah, and they're laughing and all this stuff, and so she hangs up. Can I make one phone call? Yeah, so she digs out Dez's phone number from her jacket. Right. So the female deputy comes into the holding cells and says, you in the pink tutu, let's go. Right, she's still in her magic clothing, yeah. yeah. And so when she leaves, she says, nice to meet you all, you know, to no, the bus. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene is Gary and Leslie. They're walking into the police station. Gary's saying Roberta better have a good explanation where she's been and why she didn't pick up the phone and call because he doesn't remember. Right, he was high with Susan. Leslie says, you haven't even seen her and you're yelling. Let's hear her side of the story first. Right. So they go and they talk to a detective who Gary had reported Roberta missing to. And he tells them that she was picked up on the Lower East Side. There you go. There's ah, your location. okay. And is in the holding tank. He makes the call down to the tank and says they are dropping the charges and her husband is here to pick her up. Gary and Leslie see her booking photo and are in shock at Roberta's appearance because the detective had the wedding photo of Roberta that he gave as a yeah, and then it looks like it. Li she yeah. basically the portrayal of she's been hooking. Yeah, <laughs> the detective says someone paid her bail and she was released. They just missed her, and Gary says, "Who paid her bail?" And the cop said, "Boyfriend, pimp, who knows." <laughs> so the cops are reinforcing this story that Gary's they don't even know, right? Gold, they yeah. don't even know. They don't care. So the next scene, Dez and Roberta are climbing up the stairs to his apartment, and Dez says, consider this the last favor and that she's really living up to her reputation. And Roberta says, that's just it. I'm not who you think I am. Dez says he doesn't care who she is then. They go slowly into his apartment to see all of his film reels are pulled out and scattered on the floor he can't believe victoria would do this roberta says maybe it's the guy who grabbed her in the alley the night before right basically roberta tries to explain that the guy who grabbed her wants susan which she is not and des is so upset he's not listening to her he lists how he gets thrown out of a coffee shop, has to fork over $200 for bail, and now his apartment is trashed. He says he doesn't need this trouble. Right. So Roberta says, fine, she'll leave, but she could have been killed last night. She was really scared. She grabs her clothes from the mattress on the floor to start shoving them in, and as she goes to leave, the, <laughs> the skull suitcase pops open and all her stuff falls out. And she breaks down crying and says she's sorry. And Des comes over to her and says, it's not that bad. He's had worse parties than this. And she laughs and he kisses her and takes her over to the mattress. Ah, yes. Now the next scene, 
Susan is in Gary's swimming pool in her black lace bra and men's boxers. She mm. gets out to lay on. <laughs> You're right. She gets out to lay on a chaise lounge, and on the table beside her is wine, cheese puffs, camel cigarettes. Oh, she's living the life. Matches, cassette tapes, and a cordless phone. After putting on her sunglasses, the camera pans out and shows a pink portable radio and a small TV. Susan has a remote and turns on the TV. After switching a few channels, she comes up up on the news, which shows footage of Bruce Meeker and Richard Nolan, the blonde-haired man, being released from jail pending their appeal for smuggling and are the prime suspects of the disappearance of the Nefertiti earrings. Yeah, plot thickens on what the earrings are all about. Yes. Gary and Leslie are driving to Gary's house, and Leslie's going on about a woman she heard of that was a prostitute during the day <laughs> and a housewife at night. <laughs> she did it for years, and Gary says, that is impossible. Roberta doesn't even like sex. And Leslie <laughs> says, she read, four out of five prostitutes are lesbian. And Gary <laughs> said he would know if his wife was lesbian. And Leslie says, why? You didn't even know she was a prostitute. <laughs> she says, Gary, I think you have to accept the fact that there is something very unusual about your relationship. <laughs> you think? Oh, gosh. When Gary and Leslie get to the back gate of the house, Gary sees the mess by the pool mm. and knows Susan is still at the house. He tells Leslie, don't get the wrong idea. Susan was trying to help find Roberta. Up in Gary and Roberta's bedroom, Susan is laying on her back smoking a cigarette. Yes, ma'am. Okay, now let's listen to this clip. Susan, what are you doing here? I got good news and bad news. What do you want to hear first? You said you were going to leave. Okay, good news first. Your wife isn't partners with the grease ball. Susan, my wife has just been picked up on the Lower East Side escaping from her gun-toting pimp not a pimp he's not a pimp he's not a pimp yeah. the bad news is that he's probably gonna kill her because he thinks she's me what did you ever read this she kept a diary it's great stuff couldn't sleep went into kitchen gary came in turned on light gary left finished birthday cake pages of it it's gotta be a cover nobody's life could be this boring you shouldn't be reading that it's private yeah well it's not about her it's about me listen to this He's looking for Susan again. She's late returning from Mexico. This is the fifth ad he's run. Why does he want to see her so badly? Who is she? And there's my picture. Gary, why didn't you tell me she read the personals? You could have settled this yesterday. She read them all the time. I, I, I didn't think. Yeah, well, I, I, fortunately for everybody, I'm here and I'm thinking. Give me the car keys. I'll bring it right back. Hiya. Gary, she is taking the car keys. Shut up, Leslie. Okay. Diary. That little sneak, what did she say about me? Gary, she's taking the car keys. <laughs> Shut up, Leslie. <laughs> well, no, because, yeah, this scene here is, uh, you know, she basically kind of does a whole breakdown of letting, uh, letting Gary... And Leslie, know, hey, if I, if you didn't tell me she read the personals, and of course she's making fun, complete fun of Roberta's life because she's reading her diary. It's like there's no way this has got to be a cover. There's no way I said there's got to be a cover. There's no way this that anyone's life is this boring. Right. Yes. So that yeah, this, and of course, at the end of the scene where 
you know, he he's basically on the bed. Gary's so frustrated. He's just trying to figure out because his wife just got picked up from being uh, being beaten by his gun-toting pimp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like so, yeah, there's a lot of funny little scenes, uh, funny little uh, phrases. But, yeah, I mean, basically the plot thickens and Gary's finally – you know, being informed of what's what kind of is going on. So after putting on one of Gary's shirts, Susan drives Gary's car down to the newspaper office. Give me the car keys. She <laughs> has lace stockings with garters and men's boxer briefs. Yes. A white lace tank top on. And as she goes in to the office from the street, she passes three dark, buff, handsome men. They're triplets, by the way. Mm. Who stare and smile at her. <laughs> at the desk of the personal, Susan fills out a form and the clerk reads it back. Desperately seeking stranger seeking Susan. Regarding key. Meet me Saturday night magic club Broadway 930. Be there. The clerk asks, is that it? She says, yep, she'll love it. He goes, pay the cashier. The next scene, Des and Roberta are in bed, and she lets him know she's not Susan. She's been married for four years, lives in Fort Lee, and her husband sells bathroom spas and saunas. Des says, you never stop. She says, really, really. He doesn't believe her and says he never knows what she'll say next. Right. They hear a noise, and Des gets up to check it out. He grabs a metal, a metal reel case. And stands by the door. When the guy comes through the door, Des hits him with the real case and knocks him out. He realizes it's Jim. Des is putting a cold cloth on Jim and shaking him awake. Jim says someone jumped him, and Des admits it was him, and he thought it was someone else, and he tells Jim someone's been following Susan around and didn't know who it was because he couldn't get a straight answer from her. Jim says Susan needs him right now. He feels she's ready to settle down. <laughs> Des says he doesn't think so, and Susan is not the type to settle down. And Jim says, how do you know Susan so well? Des says, oh, she's just so wild, and that's what's so great about her. Jim says, is that so? Have you been really seemed to have examined it? Des finally admits he hooked up with Susan and said she was irresistible, and he knew it was the wrong thing to do. Roberta's in the kitchen, heating up water and listening to the conversation. Jim says Susan is just playing with Des and doesn't mean anything, she says. Des says, let's just ask her. Now she's in the kitchen. Jim says, Susan's in she the kitchen? Here? She's here? Des tells Susan to come out to where Jim is. When she doesn't come out, they go into the kitchen to get her and find she left through the window. I'm not sure why she did that. Yeah. Right, I mean, could, they could have, they could have solved the whole era, pretty much a lot of stuff. So the next scene, Roberta is sitting on a bench in Battery Park with the birdcage. On the next bench is a homeless man laying down with a newspaper over his face. She notices the paper and goes over to look at the top page, which is the personal ads. There, she sees the message Susan left for her to meet that night at the Magic Club. Hmm. She puts the newspaper back on the man and takes off. Mm -hmm. The next scene, Des is relaxing in a hammock, petting a cat, when he hears Jim yelling for him. Jim says he thinks Susan is jerking them both around. He tosses Des the newspaper and asks, who is this stranger? stranger. Yeah. So the next scene, drum roll at the Magic Club, right? Here we go. And an ensemble of elderly gentlemen are playing a jazz number. There's a saxophone, piano, and drums. 
Susan walks in with Gary, Leslie, and Larry, the dentist, right? <laughs> Susan has Roberta's black sequins jacket on. Right. Gary says he doesn't understand what they're doing there. And Susan says, trust me, Gare, you're in for a real surprise. So let's right. listen to this clip. I still don't understand what we're doing here. Trust me, Gary. You're in for a real surprise. Hey, Susan, listen. Your little surprises are beginning to make me nervous. What's she saying? She says we're in for a real surprise. Well, I guess we're not going to see Tony Bennett in this place. I settled for a police escort. How could you let her wear Roberta's jacket? Hey, she's cold. She's got to wear something. So that clip, uh, what are some of the funny lines that you liked? <laughs> well, I... <laughs> Uh, Gary's just so weird. I mean, he's like, I can't believe you let her wear Roberta's jacket. He's like, well, she's cold. She's I know. Gotta wear something. And then Larry the dentist goes, well, I guess we're not going to see, see Tony, Tony Bennett, Bennett here. <laughs> 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 They're in there, and on the stage is a vent ventriloquist. Mm -hmm. Stuffing his puppet into the suitcase as the puppet's objecting. Des and Jim are walking to the club, and Jim says, if Susan sees them both, she'll probably just split again. And Des tells Jim he can go home. And Jim says he wants to know who this stranger is. At Gary and Susan's table, the cocktail waitress comes with the tray of drinks and says, let me guess, triple tequila sunrise. That's Susan's, right? Ginger ale. That's Gary's. Scotch. That's Larry's. Rum and tab. That's Leslie's. Rum and tab? Oh, my God. What a dated drink. Okay. Oh, wait. The tequila sunrise is pretty dated, well, that's, too. Well, check this out. Tab has the Coke has just announced tab is now being discontinued this year. Oh, bull. Well, because even in uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just huh? give me a tab. We got to order something exactly. first. Exactly. <laughs> that's so funny, huh? That's tab good. gets its due, right? <laughs> So Susan tells Gary to sit tight. She was going to go look for the stranger. And Gary says, what stranger? And Larry says, Susan is gorgeous. And Leslie says, beauty fades. <laughs> <laughs> Jim spots Susan talking to the cigarette girl and points her out to Des. That's my Susan. Des mm. says, that's not my Susan. Yep. He's mm. never even seen that girl before. And Jim says, that's Susan. He should know. Des says, that's that may be a Susan, but that's, that's not, not my Susan. Susan. Yes. And so Jim walks away saying, that's my Susan. Des says, then who's the girl at Battery Park? Jim talks briefly with the cigarette girl who signals Susan went into the ladies' room. Jim goes in, and Susan is happy to see him. She tells him it's a long story about the stranger. It's a she, and they need to go talk about it in private. Mm. Backstage, Roberta's getting ready for the show. The magician comes into the dressing area and tells her she's got three minutes, so put her wig on and get ready to come out. Back at the table, Gary's wondering where Susan went. Larry says, looks like you lost your girlfriend. Gary replies, I'm married, all right? And Leslie exclaims, oh, please. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> at the bar, Des asks for his check and is getting ready to leave. The MC Ray cracks an unfunny joke, and introduces the magic act coming up with Davina, the queen of the Nile. Ooh. The act starts off with the bird in the cage trick. Da, Des da, is shocked da, da, it's da, his da. Susan. Yes. Gary and Leslie are shocked it's Roberta. Yeah. 
and Gary gets up to go to the stage and Leslie makes him sit down. The trick goes well. The next magic trick will be sawing the girl in half trick. Roberta's getting into the box and Larry's commenting to Gary how good she is. Gary just glares at him and he apologizes. The magician is setting up the box to seemingly secure Roberta in it. The trick is a success and the audience applauds. Time out. Time out for just a quick second. Okay. Let's rewind back just for a smidgen. So she's got her memory back, right? Mm -hmm. Why didn't she just go back to Fort whatever? Fort Lee? Yeah. Why didn't she just go back to Fort Lee and go back home? Because she heard that Gary was messing around with a, a woman. She didn't know it was Susan. And she's like, oh, now I'm gone. He's partying with a girl at my house, in my house. Before, she might have suspected, but, wouldn't you but he would be doing it off somewhere else. But wouldn't you think she'd just go in there and just at least grab her stuff or something? Maybe later, but she's just... But why was she going to the... Ma I was just like, that's just, I'm sorry, I'm just throwing I'm throwing oh, this no, out. No, because she was in Battery Park, remember? She was waiting. Yeah, but it's not she like she can't make another phone call. It's doesn't like she has an access to money. It doesn't like... Eh. Well, they didn't have ATMs yet. <sighs> Good point. I'm just saying no, I, she didn't I, know what to do. She saw the ad in the paper at Battery that's Park. That's right. She does I, She does work there at Magic. Technically, yeah. yes. Yeah, so she, she Okay. Know. All right. Never mind. Okay. All the things are aligning, right? Right. I just, I'm, I'm, I, sh I should just be quiet. No, that's I'm fine. That's a good question. Just as Roberta is celebrating the success of the trick, she sees the blonde-haired man out in the audience. That's the she guy. She screams, yes, <laughs> that's, that's the, the guy. guy, that's <laughs> the guy. The blonde-haired man runs up to the stage, knocking down Gary in the process, grabs Roberta's wig and one of the Nefertiri earrings. He takes off to the back of the club. Chaos ensues with Roberta yelling help, the curtain coming down on the magician, and the band striking up a tune to divert the crowd from panic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so 40s, huh? The magician is doing disappearing flower tricks as Gary charges the stage calling for Roberta. Des finally runs up to the stage calling for Susan. Who is this guy? Gary asks. Who are you? And Roberta stands up in the box and introduces Gary to Des as her husband. Des says, the hot tub salesman? So you were telling me the truth last night? And Gary says, oh no, you spent the night with him? Is he the pimp the police told me about? <laughs> and Des and Roberta say, he is not a pimp, but a friend of hers. They are all arguing at the same time, but Roberta shouts for everyone to wait a minute and asks Des to leave her let her have a minute with Gary. And Des says he needs to be alone, too, and leaves. Gary lifts Roberta down, hugs her, saying the nightmare is over. The blonde-haired man is still trying to escape the club and comes up on Jim and Susan, making out on a pinball machine. Well, they're more than making out. <laughs> I was like, how is he going to do this? Okay, go ahead. He yeah. raises a gun to Susan's head and takes her as a hostage. Jimmy is left <laughs> with his pants down. Pants down. down. <laughs> Gary and Roberta are discussing her situation. She asks him what he is doing there, and he says, never mind, why did you leave me? And she replies, it was an accident. And he said, like the soliciting? And she said, <laughs> yes. He can't, he can't get over it. <laughs> it all started with the personals and explained desperately seeking Susan and well, she's explaining. Right. Men are trying to find the blonde-haired man in the backstage of the club, and he has Susan with a revolver at her head as a hostage. Right. 
Roberta's finishing up her stories. Gary's looking at the costumes. Out of the blue, Gary asks her if she's a lesbian. Are you a lesbian? <laughs> okay, so let's play this next clip, okay? So then they thought I was a prostitute, and that's why I got arrested. Roberta, are you a lesbian? Uh, Leslie told me lots of prostitutes are lesbians. Gary, you're not listening to me. I'm not a prostitute or a lesbian. We'll get professional help. I don't care how much it costs. The important thing is, I want you to come home with me. Why? 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 What do you mean, why? I mean, why do you want me to come home with you, Gary? Come on, don't get excited, all right? Don't get excited. You, what, do you want drugs or something now? Look at me. I, I looked at you. You look ridiculous. I mean, look at me, Gary. I'm not coming home with you. You're just tired. But why don't you get changed, and uh, we'll talk about it at home, all right? Come on. Come on. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to go outside, and I'm going to wait for five minutes. And if you're not there, I'm going to leave without you. Bye, Gary. Okay, Carl. So what do you think about that scene? Well, no, I mean, she's just trying to explain something to him, and Gary legitimately is treating her like an object versus his wife or his partner. He, she, he always goes on the whole thing, well, Leslie's his most prostitute. He can't get over the fact that, you know, he thinks, now he actually thinks she is a prostitute, which he's like, no, you continue to explain. And then, of course, you know, with him kind of just, you know, when she's saying, no, you need to look at me. And he never answered the question when she asked, why do you want me to come home with you? No, he, she wanted to say, I love you and I want to. She he, wanted an answer. But no, that's what I'm saying. He, do, he wouldn't answer. He it. wouldn't answer because at this point it's it's she's an object versus a person. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. But and, yeah, but, and uh, then but the in his mind, but in his world, women are just nothing but objects because he's also having a respectable affair. Correct. Right. When she says, Gary, look at me, I'm not coming home with you, then what is what is the threat? It's a threat. He's, if I'm not out there in five minutes, I'm going home without you. Yeah. Wow. He didn't even beg. He didn't even say no, it's sorry. A yeah. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. And, oh, and before that, he's going to say, it doesn't matter what the cost is. You know, money's no object. Money is no object. I just want you to basically. Go back to the way it you was. was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in the meantime. Susan is still being held hostage by the blonde-haired man. He's making her run down a hall, then up a ladder that leads up to another part of the club, but on the outside. He noticed Susan has on the other Nefertiri earring and takes it from her. Susan is struggling to get away, and Jim is running around trying to look for her. Gary is walking away from the club in the background, as, you, as we see. Yes. Susan is getting shoved into Roberta's dressing room by the blonde-haired man, so Roberta grabs a champagne bottle, gets beside the window, and hits him and knocks him out. Susan looks up from the floor and says, Good going, stranger. Jim comes through the window, says hi, and the girls laugh. The next scene, the movie The Time Travelers, okay, 1964, is playing on the screen. In the projection room, Des is watching the movie. Roberta climbs the stairs and comes up behind him. She taps him on the back, and he's startled and hits his head on the low edge of the ceiling. And Roberta has a black and green jacket on with no patches. He says, hi. He asks her how she's doing and guesses her name's not Susan. He asks her what her real name is. She says, Roberta. 
And he says, that's nice. They kiss, and he pushes her up against the projector where the film stops, and because of the heat of the light, melts the film. The audience objects, but Jim and Susan are in the audience, too, eating popcorn, and just shake their heads and laugh. The music Get Into the Groove starts playing, and the scene switches to a ceremony where Roberta and Susan are receiving a check as a reward for the return of the Nefertiti earrings. The end. Good job, good job. All righty. Now, since it's Mom on Movies, what about this movie, Mom? I remember the first time I saw it, it was in a drive-in theater. It was called the Anaheim Drive-In. It's now where the uh, 24-hour fitness is. Yes, and the McDonald's and yeah, the Yeah, and Lowe's. all that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the furniture store. Yes. And I was with Cherie, my friend. I won't say her last name. <laughs> <laughs> and we were in Rebellion. Yes. Because we left, I guess, you kids at home. and By ourselves. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we lived with several people that yes, were watching yeah. you. And, yeah, and we snuck out and watched it. Very nice. I remembered nice. it. Very I nice. really wanted to see it. I don't know why I just did. but. Well, you were a Madonna fan, so it made sense. I guess. I remember you made me watch the her concert live in Paris, I think it was. Oh, I don't even remember. Really? You don't remember? Jeez. It was probably a little racy. No, because it was in Paris. It was live. I don't think so. I didn't think so. Okay, I don't remember it, so. Okay, but yes. No, either or. Either or. So, I, I, I'm a fan of this movie. I really enjoy this movie. I think this is, I mean, Madonna's incredibly attractive in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> like. I think she was pretty much at the top of my, what, what I enjoyed looking at her. I mean, obviously, Later in the years, she got more muscle tone or whatever you want to call it. She looked perfectly fine to me. Right. Okay, Just like Michael was. Jackson did back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they looked, it wasn't over exaggerated. Like no, all these it was muscles, natural. It was yeah, natural. Beauty. She was beautiful. No, mm -hmm. Yeah, she, I mean, this is my favorite Madonna, honestly. I mean, even when she did Who's That Girl, which is one of those other offshoot movies, which I enjoyed, but it's. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> to yeah, be. I don't think I liked it as much. No, you did not. You did not because you because she's not. In she's it that not much, that. Huh? No, she's not in it that much. She's the short hair blonde version Madonna that kind of looked like um, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, oh, I like that look. Yeah, but this was like she just was kind of going into the Marilyn Monroe kind of a transition from the desperately seeking Susan. She was still wearing leather okay. jackets and stuff, so it was kind of like eh, kind of yeah, kind of no. Before she went into full blown, who's that girl album stuff? Yeah, you know when she was the short hair blonde girl for a while. Uh, I think the Dick Tracy. That's what oh, it was. Yeah, the Dick Tracy look. Yeah, that was what ninety ninety one Dick Tracy. That's that's where that's where she transformed into that classical, more of a classic look. Kind of getting away from yeah, the, well the punk I liked, rock look, but um, yeah, but this her, it just her everything. Whole look. Yeah, no, because I think it would be more, uh, would be something more attainable for a normal person. Yeah, yeah, for a guy like yeah, yeah. Well, for a guy like me, I could have a chance at you know, at least approaching <laughs> her. You know, that's about it. I don't know if I get a yes or a no, but you know, I mean, to me, she looks incredible in this movie, and that was like a good like crush for me. Big so, time. I mean, considering my My kind of girl. She was probably, she's about 24 at the time. Yeah, 24 at the mm -hmm. time. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, now, Roberta, I don't remember her in any other movies. 
Um, she comes from an uh, an acting background family. Yeah, because in it, fact, isn't her David da- Arquette is her brother. Yeah, David Arquette and Dan Arquette, I think, is also. Related. I don't know. Th- I don't have the. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah we're not we looking yeah, up anything no, as no, we're speaking. But no. but uh, she evidently was sort of. It was for her to showcase her. It ended up uh, being Madonna's <laughs> Madonna showcase. showcase instead. I mean, she's a beautiful girl too. No, she is just, but I prefer Madonna for some reason. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, because they they kind of look a lot similar, and, and what well, I mean, same well, build, same kind of hairstyle, hair. but just for me, I was just more attracted to you know Madonna prior to. I mean, if you even if you take the stardom away from all that, I think Madonna of was course. just my that that's my bag of of chips. Yeah. My bag of potato chips. Yes. yes, yes, and give me a ginger ale with Gary. You know, <laughs> but so funny. it is funny. No, I mean, the movie, honestly, I think is really, really cool. It's funny the fashion, how fashion forward it is nowadays, mm-hmm. because I mean, all what well, Madonna's clothes, not Roberta's. Well, Roberta was a she was the Susan wannabe. Yes, she was the Susan wannabe. But I mean, like the lace gloves, it was the Michael Jackson lace gloves, half gloves, yes. all of the. The you the know finger the finger gloves yeah yeah and they also had all the bracelets and the the long necklaces and the the hairdos, the hairdos and the scrunchies and, and yeah, yeah all that very, stuff yes. and the and the uh, the style basically back already because oh, girls yeah, are like wearing that the, now uh, and I'm like that was dude that's that's like the fishnet kind of thing yes the short skirts yes. boots the, the oh boots my gosh cool. boots 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 that's what I like yes <laughs> <laughs> I would want to wear boots every day of my life but we live here and it's about six months of heat. Right. And I don't work in an office anymore, so I can't wear the boots. Because, you know, when you work in an office, it's freezing, so you can wear the boots. Right. So, any hoot. Well, I, like I said, love this movie, but I you love it more, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we did it, although it was uh, long. Sorry, yeah, people. <laughs> that's okay. It's fine. All righty, guys. Well, thanks again for uh, supporting us. Thank you for listening, guys. Continue just to give us that uh, the ideas, the positive feedback. We love it at Twitter. Uh, at mother mother underscore movies and also at mother on movies at yahoo.com and on that note good night Holly good night Carl <laughs>